0: Hello people, welcome to the When in Yorkshire podcast. I hope you're all very very well. My name is Lucio and this is episode 52 and this wraps up the recordings that were done at Slam Dunk Festival 2021 at Temple Newsom in Leeds. This was a lovely way to end the day before heading out to enjoy um, Alkaline Trio and No Effects and a bit of Don Broco. Um No Effects and Alkaline Trio um it was also the last time that I saw them was at uh, Temple Newsom as part of Leeds Festival, which was probably nearly 20 years ago. Uh, my guest is DJ Zoe London. Now, I'd only heard of Zoe uh, probably around eight months prior to meeting her. Uh, but in that time, I noticed her name pop up all over the place. Um, she played... Leeds Mardi Gras Festival, Leeds and Reading festivals, the Download Pilot, um, and also the the In the Park Festival, I think it's called, um, which featured McFly, Scouting for Girls, and and, and loads of others. Um, yeah, so some really big events in in just the last few months since uh, since events started happening again. Um, And she's really got a a huge reputation, um, which totally looks to be backed up based on the the videos and stuff that I'd seen before meeting her. Um, And she puts on a really entertaining show. So I managed to get some time with Zoe um, after she'd finished, I think, a few hours of different press slots. um, And she'd made herself very comfortable on the sofas that were provided. Um, Yeah, she was really open, really happy to chat about pretty much anything. Uh, including how all of the DJs that she knew growing up were shit—not um, her words—and I might be exaggerating a little there, but you know you get the idea. Um, Zoe Zoe educates me in the world of Twitch streaming um, and the ways in which the DJ community had supported each other through the pandemic, which was really interesting, as, as well as the attitudes that she's had to deal with uh, as a woman in the music industry, which is shocking. In, in in this day, it's it's absolutely ridiculous, but it's very much something that's still going on, and it's it was interesting, if not a little sad, to hear from Zoe about that. Now, before we start this one, I just want to give out one last shout out to the Slam Dunk team and, and everybody at Public City PR for their work that made the event so smooth from a from a press point of view um and really really enjoyable absolutely ridiculous circumstances that we are in that we've had to had to adapt and deal with and they did an amazing job Um so yeah thanks very much to everybody there Um we started with matt stocks and ended the recording with zoe so thank you very much to both of them. Absolutely brilliant way to start and end the day. And nice to round it off with DJs instead of just bands. So thank you very much to everybody for their time at Slam Dunk. I'm gonna shut up now. This is episode 52 with Zoe London. So I'm here with Zoe London. Hi, um, how are you?
1: I'm really good. This is my Excellent. first ever time at Slam Dunk North. Okay. I normally do slam dunk south. One is beautiful yes what a nice setting I know I know
0: Temple Newsome's beautiful I'm normally here with my kids oh, so it's a, it's a totally different, different day for me yeah yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so yeah it's, it's just really nice to be here it's nice to do something a bit different
0: absolutely yeah. and you're going to be closing the festival
1: I know do you know awesome. what is so great about this nobody clashes with my set yes it's absolutely. just me so I was like oh Thank you. <laughs> Full attention for I you. I know, right? Yeah. I feel very honoured by this.
0: <laughs> Excellent. So you've actually been in Leeds recently, I believe. You Were you here for Mardi Gras?
1: Yes, Mardi Gras. Okay.
0: Yep. How was that?
1: So fun. Really fun. I mean, very different to this yes. vibe. Um, but yeah, really great. I think that's, a, that's the fun thing about being a DJ is that you can kind of tailor your sets a little bit to slightly different genres. And, you know, for that, we went for more of a pride feel. Yeah and it was just great just seeing people dancing again and happy and celebrating after the year we've had
0: yeah ab- just absolutely, just lovely
1: yeah really i really enjoyed it and i got to meet loads of drag queens so Excellent. i was living i was like this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> putting me my makeup to shame i was like oh.
0: <laughs> brilliant brilliant it looked i saw the photos it yeah. looked absolutely amazing yeah, it was really
1: fun really
0: fun. awesome so i want to get to kind of where you where your background is basically so what I like to start with with people is kind of where, what's your earliest musical memory
1: ooh well I mean I grew up my dad listened to a lot of The Clash so I grew Very up good. listening to The Clash and I think you know I think I used to just sit in the car and sing along and I didn't know really what I was singing or what there's it meant or anything there's worse things to be singing along to right I just mean, saying you know I think that kind of slowly went into my psyche mm-hmm. probably made me a better person yeah a bit of Joe Strummer <laughs> <drama>. yeah right <laughs> And uh, and and yeah, you know, we always kind of listened to a lot of music like that when I was growing up. A lot of the Clash, the Jam, David Bowie, uh, Madness, all that kind of stuff. And so,
0: Amazing.
1: I've got a lot of good memories of, of listening to that with my dad. And and then yeah, when I started to get a bit older, actually, my dad was like, "Oh, I think you should listen to some other music, a bit like this." And I remember he took me to HMV. Remember record stores like yes. that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's so few these days there's like banquet records and then I'm like that's like it <laughs> <laughs> um and I bought Green Day International Super Hits
0: okay yeah. I must have
1: been I don't know eight or nine years old not very wow, old okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, yeah and I think that probably radicalized me changed me forever <laughs> yeah
0: what so what how did you discover Green Day
1: just from my dad was like if you're liking this kind of stuff i think i think you'll like a bit of this because it's a bit more modern it's a bit newer and yeah pointed me in that right direction and you know as i got a bit older and the internet became more of a thing it Mm -hmm. became a lot easier to find bands and i have so many memories of my friends sending me stuff from like napster or whatever right like waiting for it to download my chemical romance and thrice and Alexis on fire, my favorite band in the world. Yeah. I remember hearing, right? The only band ever, you know. Um, I remember hearing them for the first time and just being like, Oh, this is me. This is, this is It's a game changer, isn't it? Yeah. Big time. And amazing.
0: Can you remember going and seeing live music for the first time then?
1: Yeah. So the first, well, when I was a kid, I went to like pop concerts and I went to see like Boyzone and like S Club seven and that. And I remember the feeling of walking into the arenas for the first time and being like, whoa, this is crazy. Mm. But then when I was, I want to say 14, again, my dad, just the best dad, (laughs) got me a ticket for Give It A Name. I don't know if you remember the festivals at Alexander Palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was like Finch, Fightstar, Lex on Fire, uh, Coheed and Cambria, all these bands. And that was like the first gig that I ever went to like that what a mix as well they had some
0: great lineups i remember i think i think angels and airways first gig was give it a name then with and paramore um, were on the same bill
1: they were so great those gigs and yeah to just go to alexandra palace and experience that and experience that completely different style of music live to what i had experienced yeah after that i was hooked i was like you know this is what i want to be watching some more of it's
0: addictive, isn't it? Very much, it really is. Yeah. Those, and I, you know, I've I felt it. This is the first festival, first gig that I've been to for you know two years, I know. Um, and wow. the, the dopamine's just been just flooding. Oh, through. it's amazing,
1: um, isn't it? Yeah. When you hear that bass in your chest for the first yes. time, and you're like, oh, this is what I missed.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, so how did you how did you get into DJing then? How does that go from from give it a name?
1: Yeah, <laughs> to, <laughs> into DJing. Yeah. Um, so I started DJing over ten years ago. I stayed at the Camden Barfly, so just a little sticky yeah. floor venue in Camden. Love the The bands flies. would play upstairs and I would DJ downstairs. And um, I, I got into a completely bad accident. My friends were doing it. And, you know, it, there's no real, like, easy way of kind of saying it without coming across really badly. But I'd watch other people do it and I would think, I think I can do a better job. <laughs> and so you
0: thought, that's shit yeah (laughs) you sit down (laughs) you sit down let me take over move over no
1: no but I just I don't know I think because it's hard you know as a DJ you have to know a lot of music and love music but you also have to leave the music that you love the most at the door and you have to play the music that the crowd want to hear it's not about you it's about them and I think there were times when I'd be in the bar fly and I'd just be like people don't want to hear this right now I know what they want to hear and, and yeah, you know, I kind, of, I kind of lied my way in. I just kind of, I followed them around and I would watch what they were doing. And then when it came to it, I just kind of went to the guy that owned the Barfly and I said, oh, you should put me to DJ. And got myself a DJ yeah. gig and I'd never DJ'd before. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, it was fine. You know, back then you used to use CDs. I had my big folder of CDs and I started doing that quite regularly and then that started picking up and then people started to book me for other things and then it just kind of spiraled from there really I, just, wow. I fell into it I never thought that I didn't wake up one day and go I'm going to be a DJ yeah. it just kind of happened by circumstance I think when you know you're meant to do something it comes to you right mm. and I just I think at that time I just thought I think I'm I'm meant to be doing that and and yeah I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm so lucky that it's now my job so yeah
0: absolutely <laughs> yeah. so yeah. So what? How has, how has the last 18 month Im- impacted you?
1: I mean, I struggled a lot first. Because you're thinking about live music and DJs at the very bottom of the pile. You know, mm-hmm. the club is always going to be the last thing to open, as of course it was that we saw. And I struggled mentally thinking, when am I going to do this again? Because even though, you know, yeah, it's that dopamine kind of happiness when you're on stage... It's everything around that. I enjoy finding new music, putting new music together, Mm -hmm. making mixes, thinking about when I'm going to play them live. And losing all of that was very hard. And, yeah, I struggled. And then around May, June, July, that kind of time, 2020, Mm -hmm. I discovered Twitch and being able to stream online. And, uh, yeah, hard to get my head around, honestly. Mm -hmm. I'm 32, so all this new technology did not come easy to me i was like i don't understand how to broadcast i don't get it but when we got our heads around it me and my husband Mm and we've got all the stuff we needed i was then streaming on twitch every weekend and that made it a lot easier because at least i had a purpose i was djing Mm -hmm. even though it was to a webcam and it was weird seeing the number of people watching and seeing the chat moving and people going oh this is amazing and seeing i would always make people uh post like videos and tag me in them so i could see what they were doing and seeing That's people dancing idea. around their living rooms or in their garden or having a barbecue yeah. that made it worthwhile for me and that kind of gave me a bit of that sense yeah. of of this back
0: that, that's yeah. a great idea yeah. But yeah seeing what they're doing that, that's amazing because we I, did
1: a couple of streams where I would get a zoom call so my background so I had a green screen and my background would be people would dial into the zoom call and then they were kind of dancing and then I could see everybody that was oh. listening at the same time and that was really really nice
0: yeah brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. yeah people find a way to 100 percent absolutely People, everybody wanted it. Everybody needed exactly. the live music. And, exactly. You know, the streaming thing really took off. Um, I
1: mean, I saw some amazing streams from yeah. bands and artists from all over the world where maybe you wouldn't necessarily even get to see them live. Yeah. All of a sudden you could watch their stream on YouTube or Twitch or whatever. And it was very exciting, you know. And even though Twitch is primarily a gaming platform. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of big name DJs were coming over to Twitch. You know, I watched sets from Tiesto and Diplo and like wow. Dylan Francis and all these huge DJs. Yeah, and that was very inspiring, and that that kind of kept the fire in my belly mm. to not lose all faith and everything because it could have been quite easy to just to just have lost all that motivation. Absolute, absolutely, yeah.
0: So, in terms of your influences and inspirations from DJ side of things, mm. is, is there anybody that kind of sparked that interest other than other than seeing people do it horrendously I think were your exact words
1: yeah,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is there anybody that you kind of that, that you that, yeah that really inspired you um,
1: I mean at first I kind of just played what I felt was right and I didn't look at a lot of other DJs because mm-hmm. I think where where I was finding my feet and figuring out myself I didn't want to be too similar to anybody else. So at first, no, but in recent years, I really love and very much look up to Alice in Wonderland, who is a very big EDM Mm -hmm. DJ, but she plays samples of everything, rock, metal, whatever. And that for me was inspiring because even though I have this kind of rock, punk, metal upbringing, and that's kind of what, that's my, my love, you know. Mm. I also really, really love dance music and that can be quite tricky to kind of balance the two and seeing people like her playing worldwide tours, releasing her own music and kind of fitting in that cross genre and people like Dylan Francis and Sullivan King that play, you know, Sullivan King plays like intense dubstep but then has like screaming Slipknot vocals over the top and like, that's sick and when I kind of started to discover those djs a few years ago that was when i was like okay i'm on a good path here and i can see some very clear inspiration and what's exciting about that is all of those djs are american there's not really many people in the uk doing that and i'm i'm kind of hoping to bridge that gap being able to play things like this and download and those kind of really rock festivals but if you stick around for my set later you'll see it's quite dance heavy we play a lot of really intense dance samples but then I do throw in the Bring Me The Horizon the Don Broco over the top and that's kind of unique I guess and to use a lot of British bands like that as well you know my ultimate aim would be to work with a lot of kind of upcoming British rock artists Mm -hmm. like uh, I love Vukovie I'm obsessed with them Yes, I would love to make like a dance record but have like Janine Screaming, I don't know, like I just have all these crazy ideas. And and That would be awesome. Yeah, right, just saying. (laughs) And there's kind of like nothing really like that. Mm. So yeah, when I started to see those American DJs doing it, I was like, Okay Absolutely. We can do this, and it's going to be a long journey, I think, to get there, but we're getting there, and, you know, hopefully...
0: Yeah, step by step. People, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we spoke to Vokovie earlier. Oh, my God, aren't they just lovely? Yeah, absolutely. So funny as well. Infectious. The funniest
1: people, <laughs> yeah, literally.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, then we were discussing, you know, Nova Twins, they would be yes. great to... They, they oh, would my kind gosh, of fit with that. I mean...
1: I, just thi- I see all these artists and like my friend Cassie, I don't know if you've heard of her. She's no. like this up and coming, like proper screamo singer. Okay.
0: Check and out. I just
1: hear this kind of stuff and I... I can hear it at face value, but then I can also hear how it would work over like drum and bass or like EDM. And I want to push that limit. I want to challenge that. I think these younger generations, they're very fluid with the music they like. Mm -hmm. They like a bit of everything. You know, when I grew up, it kind of was you were a mosher or you weren't kind of thing. And, And now it's all kind of intertwined and people like a bit of Billie Eilish and they like a bit of Olivia Rodrigo and then Paramore. And then all of this is kind of a gateway to other stuff.
0: A lot, a lot of pop has got quite a dark edge to it. At it the does moment as well. I mean, Billie Eilish, she yeah, felt, you know, she's, she's, some of her stuff will give you nightmares. Oh my god, um, exactly!
1: And like, she's punk. She's punk, yeah, punk yeah as hell. I'm yeah. like, I'm obsessed with Lil Nas X, and he's like yeah, the yeah. most metal pop artist yeah. that like you've ever seen. I can see that, right? Yeah. And and yeah, I think it's a really exciting time to kind of push genres like that because. I do think people are a little bit more accepting of it now. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: well, look at the the lineup for this. I mean, this yeah. it's not too extreme, but we have got you know we have malevolence. We've uh, we've, we've got um, while she sleeps headlining the yeah. main stage, and we had McFly earlier. I was going to say uh, McFly, the amazing. So, there's not too, and many it went festivals. down a storm.
1: I saw. Yeah, 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 yeah. there
0: you go. <laughs> there was people. Yeah, there was a huge crowd expecting uh neck deep i think yes and uh and then some people were, were very much no i'm immediately leaving <laughs> uh i absolutely cannot be seen listening to this no, to and, and then, and then you just see people going just gonna stick it out a bit and then yeah I and mean, they're like no like actually this not, is sick yeah they're fucking good they're, they're they really are, good they are tight their harmonies are insane the they there wasn't a backing track in sight no It was it was them and you know fair play to them.
1: Fundamentally, they're a band, yeah, and they play. I actually was lucky enough to support McFly recently. They did a one-off show at Southend, and they booked me to DJ to come and warm up the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um,
0: you know, I got to stand as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were playing.
1: Yeah, it was very sweet, little like kind of all-day kind of Mm. thing. And um, yeah, you know, I'm stood there watching McFly, and I'm like there's no difference between you guys and like some pop punk bands you're playing it all live you've written all your songs it's catchy I love McFly I mean I liked them since I was a kid so I'm kind of I mean I had to travel down from London so I missed their set yeah but, yeah, I heard it was them a few weeks ago, and I was like, no, they're on so <laughs> early.
0: <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I'm very much of the, you know, you either like, once you like the alternative punk metal and stuff, yeah. you're stuck in that. And I was rooted in that for so very yeah, many years. Yeah, it's
1: easy to be, though, isn't it's,
0: it? It's taken my daughter to kick that out of me, to be perfectly honest. Amazing. Because, you know, she's nine, and we listen to a lot of Now That's What I Call. Six hundred and fifty-four. Oh, whatever so whatever we're up to now, but there's 7, a whole 000, load of yeah. yeah. There's a whole <laughs> load of stuff in there where I would hundred percent have turned it off, yeah. and now I can probably sing most of that album. Yeah, um, yeah. There's there's so much in there that you can you can go. Hang on a minute. If I just replaced that with some guitars, this is this is a punk track.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that kind of rock and metal attitude is kind of loosening a bit. I notice it with. You know, at Download, I mean, for my set, I really, really pushed it at Download. We went we went drum and bass. See I, how I far like, you could go. Yeah, I did because I thought, well, this is my one opportunity. Yeah. Got a captive audience. Again, I didn't clash with anybody. So I was like, I literally have 10,000 people. I'm <laughs> going to push it. <laughs> yeah. And it went down really well. And mm. I think that kind of, you know, I, I remember going to Download back in the day when like Enter Shikari were like yeah. booed off stage. Wow. Because people were like, what is this? In like 2004, 2005. And, and now, they're like headline acts, and you've got people like Biffy Clyro coming yeah. into headline. And I do think that kind of attitude is shifting a bit. I think people are like, I don't have to stay in that one genre. I like what I like, and that's cool. But also, yeah. actually, this Olivia Rodrigo track is good.
0: Yeah.
1: And I do like it. And I kind of want to mosh around my, da- my living room to it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Even though it sounds just like Paramore, but you know.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So... You've got today, Slam Dunk. Yeah. uh, And this is quite nice. You're you're my last conversation today. Oh, yeah. My first one was (laughs) Matt Stocks. Oh, I love you. At nine o'clock this morning. Oh, that was early. Yeah. We started started strong. Um, So, yeah, it's really nice to kind of bookend it with the two of you. That's really nice. You're you're closing today. He's closing tomorrow. um, And I I have
1: known Matt Stocks for as long as I've been DJing. He is one (laughs) of those guys that... Not only is he supportive of female DJs mm-hmm. and, like, alternative kind of DJs. His DJ style is very different to mine. But he's still, like, a huge cheerleader for me and people like that. And yeah. We need a lot of people like that. Because Absolutely. Unfortunately, it still is hard to be a female DJ. You still get the comments of, oh, you must be the DJ's girlfriend. Or do you know how to work this equipment? Do you need help? I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what to plug in. It's my job. Wow. And, you know, unfortunately, I'd like to say that it's getting better, but it still kind of is a bit like that. And the dance festivals especially... the the gender split of females that they're booking if we didn't have people like Annie Max shouting really loudly for women in this space I just don't think there would be that many women and yeah I'm out here kind of trying to push that into the rock and metal Mm. scene which can also be a bit like that so it's kind of a double-edged sword (laughs) and when you find people like Matt Stocks and people that do champion women that do not only DJ but unique DJ sets you know they're Mm. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a lovely guy, and I saw it was him doing sound like, I was like, I'm so happy, it's you.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it just yeah. means the world. That's it's really it's really it's disappointing, isn't it? When yeah. there's yeah. still a, a gender inequality w- with with anything creative. I more, I, I don't know whether yeah. I just just because that's the world that I love, that I find it more disheartening. Yes. you, you just feel. Hang on a minute. This is a, this is a, an environment and a culture of creativity, of, you know, expressing yourself and, yeah. and, and equality. Yeah. And yet you're still coming up against these you're struggles. Still so
1: backwards in that sense. Yeah, of course. And it's hard. And I think because DJing was always seen as something that men did mm. until there were these pioneering women that came along and said, actually, I can mix vinyl just as good as you. And it, it's taking its time but I think I think a good positive thing about lockdown was a lot more people started using TikTok mm. and posting online. And I saw a lot more women that were maybe too scared to rock up to the club. Yeah. But were okay to play at home because they're in the house, it's you know, Safe it feels space. a lot safer. And yeah. then they're uploading to TikTok and all of a sudden they're going viral because yeah. their mix is a fire. And there was this one girl that I followed. I I wish I could remember her name, but she went super viral because she mixed like ABBA into Duran Duran or something. And it just worked. Like it was sick. It was so good. And Duran Duran noticed it and they were like, this is great. Let's take you on tour and all this stuff. And she'd never really DJed before. And I think that there were a lot of really awful parts of lockdown. Mm. But some positives were that I think it did give women a voice. When maybe they felt they couldn't walk into those spaces physically,
0: okay, yeah. yeah.
1: Online, it felt a lot safer too, and, yeah. and that was really nice to see a lot more. Yeah, I, mean, I guess faces you don't have, popping up.
0: They're not having to wait for an opportunity or a chance. Exactly. The internet's there for everybody, exactly. Good or bad. And this, <laughs> yeah, right. And this is
1: the thing: if your mix is good, people are going to mm. find it. And this is the thing with TikTok. As I'm learning, you know, one video can go super viral, and then the next one not at all it's not like instagram it's very bizarre (laughs) but if you do have an amazing mix it will go viral and people will notice it and that's a really good springboard and i say this to a lot of young girls always say to me oh i really want to dj but i've got no idea what to do i don't know where to start whatever and i think the biggest advice i could give is not to focus first not to focus on the equipment or the controller first just download some software mix tracks play about with it even just in your iTunes or whatever just see how you feel about Mm. music and start to get a feel of it and then make mixes practice them and post them online Yeah, because that is a platform that is reaching the whole world it's the biggest marketing tool
0: that we have it's how so many people are discovered now isn't it people from Post Malone to Lewis Capaldi oh my god amazing both both just through from the internet yeah through um, SoundCloud people yeah. just scouting it going I need something new yeah and just, holy shit what's this
1: and I really think that's very much the future I do think that people can bring it into their own hands and in their own homes and then become successful mm. from that and I guess lockdown was a good opportunity to to get your head around that and start kind of practicing and it's been really nice to see more people yeah. kind of take up DJing because they you have, have the time
0: have got time, time to, haven't time. they? Yeah, abs- yeah, absolutely. And, you yeah. know, potentially money because you yeah. can't go yeah. anywhere else. You can't exactly, spend your money. Exactly,
1: exactly. Whereas, you know, if you're at home, and there's a lot, and this is what I mean with the, with the controller, I think people get really hung up on, but I need all the equipment, I need everything. Mm. And you don't, you really don't. There's plenty of software online. There's a free stuff, I mean, stuff you can pay for, but there's free stuff where it has the turntables and you can just use your keyboard, yeah. and if you if you've got that drive and determination and want to do it, then you can make it work. Yeah, and, and awesome. that's exciting.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I want more women to do it.
1: <laughs> I'm like, campaign, come
0: campaign for more female Honestly, DJs. Honestly, this is the
1: thing, you know. Even though my place is is limited and it's harder for me to get gigs, mm-hmm. I will always spend my time championing other championing other women, because. We, it's about time that we had more women in that space. Yeah. And I know so many amazing, talented female DJs that play all genres. And on Twitch, after I started to build up a following, I started to do like an online club night where we would then... So, Twitch is a little bit confusing to explain. But basically, you can start on your channel and then you can do what's called a raid. It sounds terrifying. (laughs) It does. Right? When I first saw it, I was like, I'm being raided? What? What's happening? Am I alright? right? (laughs) But it's a good thing. It means that when you're finished, you can send all your audience over to someone else.
0: Ah, okay. So, you can give somebody else your audience. So, if you've
1: got a 100 viewers and you find somebody with two... You can raid them and give them 100 viewers. Nice. And it's a really nice thing. And as my, my followers started to build up and I started to get a lot more viewers, I, was, I realized that I could use that to my advantage. And I started doing these nights where it was all women and I'd do an hour and then I'd raid someone and then they'd do an hour and then they'd raid someone. And it was like having a club night at home. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just think that kind of thing has just opened so many more people
0: up to it. That's great. I didn't even. I wasn't aware of that. Honestly, answer. that's a really great tool. It's, it's yeah.
1: Twitch is very confusing, mm. and it has its negatives. You know, I mean, technically, you're not allowed to stream music on it. It's like super copyrighted. So, <laughs> you know, you have to play live and then just completely erase all trace of you ever being live on the internet right. because the the DCMA copyright is so outrageously. Crazy. But then, you know, oh, this is where I could just get rant about it for ages because for someone like me, I gotta get copyright strikes. But then for someone like Tiesto, it's fine. Yeah. It's like, don't worry about it. No copyright yeah. for you. And I'm like, but yeah, why? Anyway. But run there way are ra- downsides. Way around, isn't it? Right. <laughs> but then there are really positives in that it harbors this amazing community of very positive people that do want to pass that on mm. and do give that audience. And you know, it's amazing when you get somebody like, you've got people like Mike Shinoda streaming on yeah, Twitch, yeah. right? And he's raided a couple of my friends a couple of times. And he wow. brings over, like, 10,000 yeah. viewers. I mean, when would you ever get an opportunity like that?
0: No, that is that is that is awesome, isn't it? And, it, yeah, I guess the kind of... The, the positives of, of having live streaming and stuff like that in, yeah. p- in place of... You know, and I, you can't beat... You absolutely cannot beat face-to-face in no, person. No, of course. You never but will. It, yeah, It really, yeah, I, th- I think it's shown showing people a whole different side of potentially the entertainment industry as a whole. Yeah, you know, like you said, you saw bands from a different country that you probably yeah. wouldn't have seen oh, during yeah. that time, and you've seen, you've seen people in a completely different environment. Yes, you know, quite often their living room or you know they're in their house. So you've seen, which people is quite nice, isn't down. it? Yeah. There's something
1: quite sweet about seeing like all these big bands playing mm. in their house because you would never normally see that before and I Abso- quite like that it
0: shows a kind of a, a, a new like a slightly vulnerable side of them it's more
1: personable and, uh, uh, yeah. isn't it it, shows it really humans. was very much we're in this together mm. because you're also in your house <laughs> same <Yeah>. as me
0: <laughs> absolutely yeah so now that we are some form of back to normal or getting there. We're getting there, as, yeah. As we getting there, what's, uh, what else have you got coming up after, after Slam Dunk?
1: Well, Slam kind of really is my last biggest festival I've been doing. Uh, where have I been? On Monday, I was at Old London and then I was at Reading and Leeds and we mm. did Download. Um, I did the Mardi Gras. I'm trying to remember yeah. everything. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. And also quite a lot of it was quite last minute because I think a lot of these festivals still weren't sure if they were going to go ahead in, in some way, so it's been a little bit crazy this is kind of the last one I'm going to chill for a little bit I've, I've actually booked a holiday
0: oh very good I'm going
1: to Greece lovely I'm going to lie down and just relax <laughs> yeah
0: and where, whereabouts are you going I'm
1: going to Zakynthos. Oh, okay yeah I'm looking forward to it I'm hoping the weather's better than it is here because this summer hey, has not been the one
0: yeah okay summer is a whole I was like today today it's not rained at a no, British today festival no is alright yeah. I know
1: although well, I'm seeing so many people walking around in like shorts and t-shirts and yeah. I'm like no 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 <laughs> it's it's not raining, but it is not shorts weather. <laughs> no. Oh, my God, you literally are in shorts. <laughs> How are you in shorts? It's fine. But you're it's northern, fine. though, aren't you? Yeah. Northern people are yeah. different. They're just stronger to the cold.
0: <laughs> yeah. Southern yeah. people are not. We're not quite Scottish, but yeah, we're, yeah. we're, you're we're there. You're just like, no, it's fine. Toughened. I can
1: go out in shorts.
0: So you're going to take a break. Yes. And then anything else for the back end of the year?
1: Um, I think it'll probably be going back into clubs. Obviously, the open air festivals are going to start winding yeah. down because yeah. of the weather. Um, and and yeah, I've been working on my own music, brilliant, which is really exciting. So, just kind of working towards a release of, of my music, yeah, which is something I always wanted to do. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really, you know, that that again was just a little silver lining from lockdown that it finally gave me the time to sit and learn how to do that because it's not something yeah. you can learn overnight, Night. as I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> it's very intense, and especially for someone like me, you know, I used to play musical instruments when I was younger, but. I was quite a lot younger and I've never really worked with like interfaces or software or anything like that. So then trying to make dance music, I was mm. just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, a bit <laughs>
0: overfacing.
1: Yeah. So having the time to do that's been really good and it's given me the confidence in myself to kind of push myself as an artist, not just as a DJ. So, so yeah, kind of hoping in 2022 we have new music more gigs <laughs> excellent sounds awesome sounds i hope so awesome. yeah <laughs> that's the goal <laughs>
0: brilliant well good luck tonight
1: thank you so enjoy, much enjoy enjoy
0: closing the festival look thank forward you. to look forward to hearing some of the You'll crazy hear me from a mile away. oh yes Absolutely. it's gonna be loud <laughs> any any treats ahead that you could that you want to oh. divulge this will go out after oh. it
1: <laughs> i'm trying to think what i've got i've got this amazing evanescence like just Full-on EDM remix that, like, because obviously "Bring Me to Life" is quite soft, yeah, yeah, and it builds up and it just goes in hard. And I think people just aren't expecting it, and they're like, "What?" Um, yeah, what else do I have? I have, I, I might, I'm not sure if I'm going to play it tonight, but I have a mashup that I made of bring me the horizon with chase and status okay which yeah
0: <laughs> i wasn't expecting that right yeah
1: and and yeah it's it's can you feel my heart and uh yeah it, it works really well
0: <laughs> excellent excellent well, and, we'll listen yeah. out for that yeah amazing well thank, thank you very you. much for your no, time thank you it's lovely to talk absolute to you. pleasure and uh yeah enjoy thank you cheers I'm gonna be there sure. it is episode 52 with the wonderful Zoe London. I am certain that 2022 is going to be a massively busy year for Zoe, and you will have plenty of opportunities to catch her in her element. I would strongly recommend that you take any of those chances as and when you can. If you've enjoyed the conversations at the festival this year, and you want to go to Slam Dunk next year at either Hatfield or Leeds, feel free to come up to Leeds. The Tickets for Slam Dunk 2022 are on sale now and the lineup is looking absolutely ridiculous and it's only just started. I'm going to leave you now. Thank you very much for listening. It is hugely appreciated. I will let you carry on with the rest of your day. Thank you very much and good night.